0: What do you do when you're a New York boy stuck in Massachusetts? Talking sports with you right here on a Tuesday. It's time for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk exclusively here on 89.7 FM WTBR. It's Tuesday morning. Robbie Zucker with you to bring you another hour of great sports. So let's go. Hey. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 WTBR. Number to call right here, 445-5943. Robbie Zucker with you here on another Tuesday morning. A little chilly outside. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I did. I had a great time down at Darrell's house on Thursday night to go see one of my favorite bands, Wishbone Ash, in their 52nd year and uh, doing a major tour right now of America and also uh, Europe. So, uh, if you get a chance to see Wishbone Ash on this tour, they were absolutely dynamite. Andy Powell's the only original member left, but uh, boy, they were really good, and I uh, had fun. Like met a couple of members of the band the other night and uh, had a good time. And Darrell's house wasn't too far from here, you know, about an hour and forty minute drive down twenty two, so it was kind of fun. But anyway, four four five five nine four three. So much to talk about right now, and we'll start with the nauseum, that is Major League Baseball. Um. These guys were talking till 3 a.m. last night, and it appears that Major League Baseball has reportedly made progress towards a new agreement, a new collective bargaining agreement that would um, impose the lockout after last night's negotiation. Now, it's not quite there yet, but... uh, Anyway, they spent more than 16 hours at Roger Dean Stadium in Jupiter, Florida last night after calling it quits, as I said, about 3 o'clock in the morning. So Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic reports that is definite progress, but the large gaps remain in major areas. So Major League Baseball negotiations um, have been going on, as I said, for 16 hours. Uh, Evan Dietrichs of the uh, Athletic this morning says that multiple reports several hours later said the two sides ended up agreeing on a 12 team expanded playoff format. However, matter of the competitive balance tax, uh, the luxury tax threshold, and the relating penalties for exceeding that uh, said um, that threshold discussions were ongoing. So, Basically, the competitive balance tax, baseball's luxury tax, has been a sticking point right now. Owners want to keep the CBT threshold low and the penalties high, so it serves the de facto salary cap that Major League Baseball is looking to increase the threshold to the $230 million range. Uh, It's just crazy, crazy stuff. So, uh, minimum salary, they've talked about. So, basically, this is what interests me, okay? Major League Baseball has proposed two choices because they want a 14-team league, okay, and the players want a 12, excuse me, not a fourteen team league. They're in a fourteen team playoff, and the owners want uh, the players want a twelve team expanded uh, playoff, not expanded, but twelve team uh, roster as far as uh, as far as playoffs go. So basically, last night, looking at what they proposed, the owners, the owners said that they want a fourteen team expanded postseason minimum. So it's like, so the players, each players would get seven hundred thousand to forty million um, in the pre-arbitration pool. Plan B proposal is a 12-team expanded postseason with 675000 minimum and only $20 million to go to the pre-arbitration pool. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So basically, it says not really close, but still not impossible. So negotiations will continue today around 11 o'clock, and hopefully they'll get something done because the major league owners, let's face it, this is a bunch of arrogance. I mean, these guys are willing to take a hit and lose the entire month of April to basically try and break the union at this point. And all it's doing is basically hurting Major League Baseball, hurting the fans, and basically hurting people that work for the Major League Baseball teams. If you work as a vendor, if you work in the stands, if you work on the grounds crew, whatever you do as far as you know helping a Major League Baseball team uh, in terms of their production, uh, you know we're talking about a loss of a lot of jobs here, not just Major League Baseball players. And you know what? I've been waning back and forth about this. I'm on the sides of the players, and specifically why. Look, this is not about the Mike Trouts of the world. This is not about the Bryce Harpers of the world or the Garrett Coles of the world, you know, or or the Max Schurz of the world. This is about minimum salaries for minor league players, okay? Now, Major League Baseball, amongst all four sports, has the lowest in terms of minimum salary. So this is about fighting for the little guy who's in the minor leagues, who's making like 35 dollars, and traveling on buses and staying you know, in, a, in, a, in a you know a house with a bunch of other minor league ball players. Okay, so this is you know this is about the little guy. It's not about Mike Trout. It's not about you know a lot of these uh, you know stars in the league. It's about guys that are making the minimum, and that's what the players are fighting for. And it's just ridiculous that the owners you know think that they're so arrogant that they want to cancel a month of games. But you know what? Last year, okay, last year, they're crying all the time. Oh, we're losing money here. I hear Steinbrenner in New York crying about losing money. Okay, Major League Baseball still made $10 billion last year. $10 billion in revenue, okay? So the players want some of that revenue. So a couple things they agreed upon. One was arbitration eligibility, okay? Okay. And two is the owner's increase in tax rates for the competitive balance. So there's a competitive balance tax, the CBT threshold. So you have a pre-arbitration pool, and that's been a one big issue. And Major League Baseball, as I said, has proposed these postseason choices. Now, let me ask you, as baseball fans, and I want you to call me here if you have the opportunity, 413-445-5943. Let me know what you think about an expansion to seven teams. I mean, do you like that? I mean, the one thing I do look at, and this is, I find this interesting, when I broke down the top players this year, like from the top team, you got a lot of stars, okay, on these teams, Tatis and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and a lot of these other young stars that did not make the playoffs last year, okay? The Mike Trouts of the world don't make the playoffs and so forth. Every other, if you look at every other sport, if you look at basketball, if you look at Football, if you look at hockey, your stars are the guys that are making the playoffs. In major league baseball it's not. We got a call right now, so let's take our first caller right here on WTBR and we'll go to our caller. Hello, Cole. You're on Whoa. What's going on there?
1: Robbie, what's happening, buddy?
0: Hey buddy, I was just waiting for your call. I was gonna say we'll be joined by Ralph Romeo pretty soon, so (laughs) on his beak on his beak beak, on his his, on his beak. I'm in wanted.
1: How how close can I be when I'm in wanted? It's like uh, living on Pluto.
0: Yeah, this weekly schedule. I was just talking about salary arbitration and all the nonsense going on here, but evidently they met to two thirty in the morning last night, three o'clock. So, uh, but they have proposed a few things, but uh, not, you know, it's not close, but not impossible. So they're trying to get something done, but poor the arrogance of the owners. I mean, my goodness, Ralph, uh, you know. You know, it's come on already.
1: Hey, hey, hey! Millionaires and billionaires—you have no patience for these fat cats. Come well, the thing—well,
0: the thing is that I—I'm I, looking more or less, and not so much at the millionaires and the billionaires, but the guys that make minimum salaries, like the guys who are in the minor leagues, the guys making certain minimum salaries. So they did a few things that they added to. If you have certain numbers and so forth, like like service time proposal, Major League Baseball would give a full year of service time to any player who finished first or second in the league's Rookie of the Year voting and stuff like that. So. They're trying you know, the, the the players just want to be able to be able to take care of rookie players. Let's face it, I mean, in the NFL and the NBA and the NHL, I mean, all these players, the young players are taking, even the NHL, minimum salaries for young players is better than major league baseball. Now how is that possible? So that's kind of crazy, well, right?
1: I'll, 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 let, I'll let you in on the secret. Yeah. Way back when, another lifetime, I I was drafted by a team that I don't talk about and I went to rookie camp. Now, and this is a team in Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia Phillies. This is about this is around about 1979,
0: right? <laughs> I'm thinking of Harry Callis. What Cowles, do you think? Yeah.
1: The only time that I got paid for playing the game I, I love. What What do you think I made in the, in the lower minor leagues in 1979?
0: Ten thousand dollars.
1: No, not that bad. Now you make me look bad. Okay, 18 eight, eighteen grand.
0: Okay, well, and you know, I was, I, was, I was searching for the real was, minimum bottom let line. Me, let me
1: tell you, I was happy as a pig in slop to make that. <laughs> I was thrilled. I called my father. We had a little. Uh, party on the phone. I mean it was it was fantastic. But nevertheless, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'll t- I'll tell you when they go the thing that bothers me most about the talks is when they go to a, it's almost a round robin kind of a playoff system. Baseball was so great when they made um the regular season mean something to some of these guys. Well, now you got twelve to fourteen players making the pl- uh teams making the playoffs. What have you got? You got Another version of the NBA where right. everybody makes right. it, the NHL. Right. You know, it's not. It's not the way baseball should be played. I don't think anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, my only argument for it is like I was saying. You look at all the stars. You look at you look at the top players in the league last year. I think one guy, you know, <laughs> made it to the World Series, and that was the, the young third baseman from from the Braves. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Riley and, and the rest of these guys, I mean, and Aaron Judge played one playoff game, other than that, all the stars, the Tatisas of the world and the you know all these, these young players, the Vladimir Guerreros of the world and, and the uh, Sh- uh, Atanis of the world, these guys aren't make the playoffs, the Mike Trouts, all these great players. So you know baseball's always saying, "Well, we have trouble selling the game because they can't sell the stars because the stars aren't even highlighted during the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the problem. I mean, LeBron well, I, I, James is always you know. in the playoffs most of the time, right? Although this year the well, Lakers well, they, might not make here's it. How
1: fi- you know? Here's how they figure, Rob. I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, but no, here, and I hear no, you, no. I want to no, hear no, what problem. you have to say. Yeah, but Here's how they figure. They figure too many teams in baseball kind of contradicts what I said about two minutes ago. Too many teams in, in baseball are out of it by August. You know, they know... They're not going to do anything, and they start to, you know, lollygag and not play hard or whatever they do. So now they're trying to increase the revenue, of course, but they're also trying to uh, increase interest and the fans' interest. But but here's the thing. Here's the shocking thing about that whole situation that I just put forth. They don't really make – the owners don't make their money on fannies in the seats. They make their money on TV deals and radio deals
0: and this. Seventy-five percent television revenue in the uh, major league baseball, but they still made ten billion dollars last year. Major league baseball. In fact, the Atlanta Braves see, made a that's Atlanta change, Braves. Market change, right? Right. The Atlanta yeah. Braves made a hundred million dollars last year in revenue. I mean, and oh, you mentioned I that, know. which is interesting. You mentioned it because they have a Major League Baseball Players Association draft lottery and service time plan. So this would award the top six picks via the lottery while prohibiting <laughs> prohibiting big market teams from. Uh, from basically picking in the top six of uh, consecutive years or any team picking, um, you know, in three straight drafts. So basically it's trying to keep a competitive balance, and that's why they have the competitive balance tax and so forth. I think they originally in 2014, it was like, I don't know. It was someplace like 195 million. Now they're asking for more and stuff. And last year it was 220 million. So they're asking for more money in terms of in terms of a collective sharing between you know um, large market teams and small market teams and so forth. So, but uh,
1: well, well, it's it's funny how baseball is so slow moving to change rules. Like you know uh, something. You know the DH took forever. I'm not a fan of the DH, but I understand why it had to come into play. You know, you know. But but as far as the fabric of the game, and cheapening the the season, and allowing all these uh, teams to make the playoffs so easily, you're gonna, you know, you just have a watered down yeah, playoff watered system down sport, where it's not as crucial. Yeah, it doesn't mean as much. It's not right. as intense, and you feel. And you feel you're you're watching the NBA and not Major League Baseball.
0: Well, that's too. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's that's what made baseball so unique is that you had the best of the best, and now you're just basically watering it down. The problem is that it's just that they want to sell the stars, and the stars aren't there. So they're saying, okay, let's go to a 14 team and keep the you know, you know, have um you know, small market teams, not even small market teams, but have the season. Continue to have interest within, you know, within the, the the baseball viewer and so forth. You know, the guy in Kansas City that doesn't have a prayer of the year, except for you know a couple of years yep. ago. Obviously, when they were in the World Series, you know, two times in a row and eventually beat the Mets in, in, in the series. But I mean, you know, the small market teams are the ones that get really, you know, screwed from a lot of the situations when it comes to, um, you know, revenue and so forth. And uh, they just want, you know, a piece. If, if
1: Mike try Trou- if Mike Trout walks down the street. He doesn't attract anybody. Maybe you get a hardcore guy and say, "Hey, that's right, Mike Trout." Right, but that's about it. If, if LeBron James, all six nine of him, walks down the street, he, he's like the Pied Piper. Exactly. So there's the difference. And right. the NHL guys, you know, your sport, they're in the same boat. You know, they're relatively anonymous. You can't recognize. You know the guy that plays center for the Boston Bruins on the street. Well, I can but recognize. Can recognize wait, I, I could probably recognize uh, basketball <laughs> the way they market basketball. I can Rob. recognize they Patrice
0: say, Bergeron. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, right, right. I could. LeBron James I could. Is coming, LeBron James is coming to town, not the LA Lakers. They say, well, they used to say Kobe Bryant's coming to town, not the LA Lakers. So that's the way it goes. But I, you know, I tell you, I, I love baseball. Me too. To. I don't, Me too. I don't really. I can't say I love the sport anymore. I'm not sitting home watching these games, but I used to love it because it was different than the other sports. Right, of course. You you didn't know if the game was, you know, it's not time. It's so so easy on the eyes. It's so strategic. That's That's what set it apart. But I think in today's world, Rob, it doesn't fly too well. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, for me, absolutely. And the other thing is, they haven't even talked about rule changes and different changes. Now they have basically, they're talking about rule changes where they have a, a you know a nine-player committee made up of a, of an umpire and different people, so they can make right. rules during the season. So that's what Major League uh, Baseball wants. The owners want to propose, you know, to to be able to um, you know change rules in mid-season, and I have to wait for all this approval about everything because years it's been the past. You'd have to have the approval and so forth from everything. Now they just want to make it so that they can. You you know have be able to change rules you know during during the season so they put a committee together and so forth but uh it's just been ridiculous and the thing it, is it, they talked about, out, a bow, they're, they're, they're yeah, about a pitch Derek clock too they're talking about pitch clock
1: Derek Jeter bowed out
0: yeah yeah absolutely i was going to talk about that uh jeter decides now that he's no longer ceo of the marlins and also he gave up all his his share so he'll probably get about 40 million dollars back for himself which would probably be a nice paycheck right so
1: <laughs> not, not too shabby. Not, not too shabby.
0: shabby, right? Not too shabby. It's amazing though when you think of like a guy like Max who's making forty-three million dollars a year and he goes to cash his check every two weeks for like a hundred and you know like fifty thousand dollars. You know. You
1: mentioned you mentioned how a pitcher, <laughs> you... and I think of fragility when I think of a pitcher. I think of a guy who makes a wrong move and he's done. You you invest thirty-nine million on an older guy and and he's he's a step away from an injury every time he takes the mound. That's a, a huge chance you're taking. I don't care for these pitchers who are so breakable and they can go down at any time when you invest all that money. I know money's thrown around in baseball like water, but you invest all that money, Rob, and the guy like a, he's like a, a China shop uh, plate there. He can break any time. It's hard, it's hard to realize how much these owners are putting out for these guys. that never even take the field half of their starts.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've never really been a... (sighs) I look at the owners and the, and the, in the major league players. I've heard, you know, I was listening to the stations this weekend and listening to some players defending the owners. I just can't defend the owners. When I think of the fact that, you know, these, these guys are so arrogant. You know, we don't go to the ballpark to see, see to, to see Steve Cohen. We don't go to see, you know, uh, you know, Steinbrenner, you know, we don't go to the ballpark to see the owners and so forth. You know, we don't go to see John Henry from Boston Red Sox. We go to see the players. It's be different. Like if you have a business and you hire somebody and then you fire somebody I mean, that's fine. The people that are actually playing the game is what we go to see, you know. We go to see those that are hired. You know, it's a lot different than just the average hire for a business. You know what I'm saying? This is the product. The players are of, uh, the product. It announce- reminds
1: know? me of the, the whole the whole uh, argument over announcers, how they make it such a big deal. Do you watch a game for the play-by-play guy? Do you say, the only guy Sometimes, I, but I mean, Marv, was Marv you know, Albert you know,
0: in the Yes, that's right. Listen to Marv Albert. Absolutely, Ralph. <laughs>
1: But you know, really, do you watch a game to, or, or hear a game or watch it so you can hear Howie Rose or John Sterling
0: well, or the f- these well, guys? I, I don't. Well, the funny thing is when I was growing up and listening to Monday Night Football, once in a while instead of listening to Cosell rant and uh, and Dandy Don and Frank Gifford, I would listen to Jack Buck and Hank Stram on the radio. Yep. So they were always very good. Jack Buck would say and talk like this. I met Hank Stram until he talked like this. Hey. <laughs> That's right, Rob. He might be somewhere. They might be somewhat, <laughs> They might that's right, Ralph 34, Force Power Trap. There you go, buddy. All right. Hey, way to go. <laughs> that's one of my all- yep. I, You know, I've, I've talked to Hank Stram. My dear friend, Art Russ Jr., may he rest in peace. When he was doing uh, radio at ABC, I got a chance to talk to Hank Stram, and I said to him, boy, right. too-
1: Art Russ Jr. was great, but he used to gamble on everything. You know, if he saw two ants making their way down the path, He'd gamble on which hand was going to win the race. <laughs> I, that that was the problem with Art Russ. I, me- I, I don't remember.
0: I don't remember Art ever gambling, so I don't even remember that. No,
1: because he 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 got into some kind of a tickle with the gambling and. Oh, I that I had no aware called, of. It. I call him call back his, in the old days.
0: I called him for years, and he in and Malsburg, you know. In, my, in fact, when I met them, yeah, that was a funny bit. I remember. I remember. Um, <laughs> with with Art, I used to talk to him for years, and I called him one night, and I said, Art, let me ask you something. I said... Um there's a certain player on the Yankees that won't play right now, and it seems like he's okay, but for some reason he won't come back. I won't mention who the player is. You could probably guess, probably. Yep. But um, anyway, so Art said, well, you know, he wants to be 100%, and he want, doesn't want to get hurt and so forth. And I said, yeah, but, he, you know, he can still play a little bit. He's like, well, you know, and Art said, well, you know, Rob, you know, you know, <coughs> you know, you know he spoke, and he said, well, he doesn't you know, exactly want to you know, take a chance of getting an injury. So when I met him in person, we talked about the same thing, and he said to me, ah, the guy won't play with an effing bunion on his foot. <laughs> yeah. So well, that was all well, right, you know. These
1: guys they, they don't, unless they're 100 are you ever 100% in life actually when you step out the door today are you 100% No, no but you my go stomach's bothering me. Anyway. So,
0: yeah, exactly. My my stomach's bothering me. But I, so, I can understand. Um,
1: I can understand these guys, you know. They treat them like thoroughbreds. bless you babe. Yeah. They they treat they treat them like uh, thoroughbreds. but yet, you know, you you look at the, you look when you treat somebody that way they, they have more of a tendency to get hurt than before because you got to get in shape and got to rough and tumble a little bit in order to prevent an injury from occurring. If you're walking on eggshells all the time, you know, you're fragile as can be. You're bound to get hurt. And ba- How about baseball, the way they get hurt just running to first base? Right. you got these guys, <laughs> that one guy for the Yankees, Sanchez. What's his name again? Not Sanchez. you about uh, Luke Voigt? Stanton. Stanton.
0: Oh, Stanton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: a walking pulled muscle. He's a walking <laughs> p- pulled hamstring. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Well. This guy is built like he's built like an Adonis. He's got <laughs> he, he's got the staying power. of, You know, I don't know the the cook the, the the cook on TV. I don't know. He's he's just. I don't get it. How they get hurt so easily? They're such so, they're such thoroughbreds. They're so fragile. It's The tight
0: uniforms. Uh-huh. Don't you know that?
1: <laughs> I, I'm sixty one. You know, I hate to say this, but yeah. I'm sixty one years old. I never pulled. I, I go out there and, and do things every day. I don't pull the muscles that these guys do at 23, Well, 24. it's because about
0: flexibility as opposed to strength. I mean, we all know that, right? I mean, you, you being a, a person of, you and know, you that. you think they're
1: not jacked up these days on some kind of juice? No. You think steroids is out of the game? You'd be, you'd be, you'd be uh, mistaken because I think they're still doing some stuff. Certain players are still trying to get the edge, they always do.
0: Well, they test in major league baseball for a lot of things, but you know, you can hide things, I guess, but I Well they got the normally,
1: agent. They got yeah. I don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists, <laughs> right, but right. you know some of these guys, you know, I know how I know how big and muscular you can get naturally. I also know how big and muscular you can get uh, the difference when you're on something on anabolics and a lot of these guys and then they also go into GNC. And they take all these um, crazy uh, supplements that actually they imitate if they, the same uh, effect that if they were take, taking steroids. I mean, you can really do a lot of damage to your physique, meaning you can get huge on something that's not pharmaceutical, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, well, I'm thinking of baseball. I'm thinking of a guy like Cam Caminetti, who took his life basically being on steroids and so forth. That was terrible. Yeah, was terrible. For uh, 1024 right here on WTBR Sports Talk, being joined by, of course, as his weekly spot with my buddy Ralph Romeo of WPAT in New York and uh, of Wantage, New Jersey now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just, <laughs> getting, just getting back to baseball. Yeah, they were, you know, the proposal of a, of a clock. What about all the things that they're proposing as far as, like, cleaning, you know, making the game better, like getting rid of the shift and getting a clock so to speed up the game? How do we bring young people back? That's something I talked about, you know, yesterday, and there's really no talk about a lot of that stuff, like the shift and the clock and so forth, Everything's been about, you know, the collective bargaining, uh, you know, uh, coll- excuse me, collective balance tax and so forth, and arbitration threshold and rookie salaries and things of that nature. But I hope they get something done today, honestly, Ralph, because it's an 11 o'clock. Yes, you know, February 28th was a deadline. Now the deadline is 5 o'clock today, or else they're going to cancel games. And how stupid does that look for Major <clears> League Baseball? <throat> look at the NFL. How big the NFL is right now? You got the combine coming up. There's probably more people watching the NFL combine than going to be watching spring training. That have now been canceled already. I mean, pitchers and catchers. Hey, like, hey, hey
1: baseball's you know. in danger of being the club sport.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Baseball, baseball is a niche sport as it is, and they're they're not gaining. You think these young people? And I'm not breaking ground here. Do you think these young people are running out to ballparks or watching three hour ball games? They have an attention span of a gnat, <laughs>
0: young people. Well, that's what's...
1: they're not gonna, They don't. They can't take three hours out of their. Their uh, computer and their, right.
0: their yeah the we talked about that exactly game. well exactly that's what I'm saying I mean it's it's really not it's a methodical sport but you can speed it up so they've they've been using they've been using the, the clock in the minor leagues seems to work really well and it speeds up the game and it's I think it's a, something that they should really seriously consider because I mean p- pitchers sometimes are out there forever batters sometimes are out there forever I think <laughs> of Mike Hargrove as a kid you know used to call him the human rain the human <laughs> knew rain, rain delay I knew the, yeah that. the human rain delay so. So, I mean, but that's the thing, you know, they need to speed up the game, but they also need to clean up the game in terms of you know, moving and motion. There's no motion. Guys are striking out like crazy. You know, it looks ridiculous. I remember I see Harold Reynolds yesterday on uh, on you know, on Major League Baseball Network talking about how ridiculous aesthetically it looks when guys are standing you know, four players in the outfield or three guys on the entire side, how ridiculous it looks and so forth. There's no motion in the game anymore. You got to make the game entertaining. So those things haven't really even been discussed most of the time. Like I said, the, the clock thing needs to be done. They need to come up with a pitch clock and they're not doing that. So, so you know, basically the 11 o'clock, it's uh, it's a 5 o'clock deadline today for Major League Baseball. are still going to lose games. And you know what? The owners are so arrogant, they don't care. And they complain right that they're not making any money. We're not making any money. We're losing money like Hal Steinbrenner. You know what Steinbrenner said? He's, he's more interested in the fact that his share, I'm, I mean, I'm paraphrasing now, but basically what he said is like, well, you know, I care more about my shareholders and getting to the World Series. They don't care about the fans, the owners. They, couldn't, they don't statement. care. If
1: you hear your, own, you don't hear your care. owner make that kind of a statement,
0: I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: Damn right! You think George Steinbrenner would make that you, statement? You already know that how what he really cares about. for, for him to admit it, <laughs> that's a little rough.
0: I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's just nuts. But anyway, 1027 right here on WTBR Sports Talk, being Ralph, uh, joined by Ralph Romeo. So, uh, listen, man, I'm going to take come. a break. You kick me
1: off the phone when you want me off the phone. No, it's you fine. You just kick me off.
0: Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to go take a break for these station messages. But anyway, brother, I'll, All I'll, right. I'll, I'll tune into your show tonight if you want to give us a plug. So,
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't call for that. But if you if you ask, i know, I know. 8 o'clock tonight. 8 o'clock tonight, uh, listen on WPAT, like the name Pat, WPAT, uh, listen live, and you can catch me there. Or you go to your radio, 993 on the AM dial, and I'll be there 8 o'clock screaming about something. Yeah, how, how
0: is your lovely wife in, uh, doing?
1: And Cindy is right here. She's <laughs> eating a peanut butter uh, and bread. There you she's go. looking at our picture window in the living room We're doing nice. quite well. She wishes you well.
0: Thank you. I wish you well, too, and love to mom, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, my, my mother, I love my mother, but I
1: know she's uh, she's going through a hard time. But I know. Like I my, love my mother. I'll, my I'll talk to you later. All okay. right, buddy.
0: Yeah, have a good show tonight, all right? Break a leg. All okay, right, buddy. Man. Thank thanks you. For, oh, thanks bye. For all, you got it. Bye. Ralph Romeo right here joining us on WTBR Sports Talk, 413 445 5943. four three—the number to get in touch. We'll take these breaks for a timeout since we're a little late for our station break. And I'll be back with uh, more WTBR Sports Talk.
1: Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support.
0: Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBRFM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is it is mixed completely live, uncut. Unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix.
1: Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young lo- tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of
1: rock. I'm Persia County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM,
0: Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated.
1: Larry Krapke here from nothing but old 45s inviting you to check out my brand-new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music!
0: Yep. Garbage pale kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipster WTBR. Yeah. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR. the number to call right here on a Tuesday morning with Robbie Zucker as our usual time slot. And, uh, yes, this afternoon you can join Beatles Forever at 4 o'clock, my favorite show on WTBR. And uh, there's a lot of other great shows. I just played uh, Mike Pezzo's show, which is on at 12 o'clock on Thursdays. And then I tune in on the weekends to um, Phil Tierney and his uh, great show at Berkshire Jazz. And Larry's show, uh, sweet country music as well. So a lot of great programming right here on WTBR. Stop down here on Frederico Drive and talk to the staff. They're always willing to talk to you about the station and give you a little tour around. It's a really great facility. So stop on down. Four one three four four five five nine four three number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. So. Uh, So we're talking about Major League Baseball. Thank you to Ralph Romeo for always joining us and giving us a little time with his insights on stuff. He always has great stuff to say and has a great program as well. So, um, you know, my feeling is that they just get something done today, please. Just get something done. I mean, it's like I said, it's bad enough that you're the third sport. Okay, all right. You're the third sport. And now you, you know, and now you want to take time out for a month of games? You're that arrogant as an owner that you won't give a, you know, a little bit more salary to rookie players and so forth? Come on. And let's clean up this game and make this game better. Let's bring baseball back to the way it used to be. Let's bring back speed. Let's bring back you know, getting rid of the shift. Let's get rid of all this stuff. Let's get real baseball back. Let's make it appealing to young people. Let's let the stars, you know, uh, be involved more in Major League Baseball. Now, I don't want an expanded format. I really don't want 14 teams as a baseball purist, I would say. I guess I can't imagine myself as a baseball purist since I like the designated hitter. And thank God now that the DH will be incorporated in both leagues because this whole idea of, you know, the playoffs of, you know, you can't have the DH in the National League Park and you go to the American League Park and you have the DH. It's just nonsense. So anyway, 413-445-5943, the number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. So we're going to get into some basketball and some, some hockey right now. The Celtics. With a horrible loss the other night, 128 to one hundred seven against the horrible twenty-one and forty-one Indiana Pacers, and they were led by uh, Jason Tatum with twenty-four points, Brown at twenty-three, and uh, and uh, Marcus Smart had thirteen. So tonight they do play the Hawks, but the the Celtics have been playing really well. It just seems that they're playing to level their competition right now. I mean, they did lose to Detroit last week, you know, 112-111, and uh, Indiana scoring last night. Uh, um, Healed out 21 and uh let's see. Let's see. Yeah, healed out twenty-one, Brissette had twenty-seven, Halliburton had twenty-two. Boy, would I like to see Halliburton playing for uh for the Knicks, who should have taken him instead of Obi tubbin and but we'll talk about that in the Knicks uh, in a little bit. But uh, last night, uh, uh as I said, the uh the night before the Celtics lose to the uh Indiana Patriots by a score of 128-107. You know, the Celtics you look at this team, this team plays great defense. They really can compete almost with any team in the league right now, at least in the Metrop- you know, the Metropolitan Hockey, at least in the Eastern Conference right now. And so, you know, I think that they're a team that can, you know, do some things and maybe can create some upsets in the playoffs. I think that they have a good team. They really do. And I think they're not that far away. I guess, Like I said, to me, they're a big-man, low-post guy that can score inside away. They have the perimeter players. Right now what they need is inside scoring. But young Robert Williams, a pretty good player, getting better. So uh, we'll see what happens. But tonight they, they face the Hawks. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers right now play the Knicks and they killed the Knicks. The Knicks have been awful lately. Losing 9 of 10. You know, the only shining thing is R.J. Barrett, 46 the other night, uh, 24 uh, the other day uh, on uh, Sunday against the 76ers. (laughs) That game was ridiculous. 79 foul shots. James Harden now seems comfortable where he is and happy. I'm so glad you're happy, James. You've already been with three teams this season. I mean, you know, I'm so glad you're happy. So he looks like he's happy. 27 points for Harden, playing well. And uh, you have to think right now, the Sixers, with those two guys, and uh, also, you know, with Maxi playing as well as he has, you know, they got a chance to be a, a big factor along with Milwaukee, Chicago, um, and also the, possibly the Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving having a terrific game the other night. You know me, I'm not a big Kyrie Irving guy. You know, evidently they might decide to change the vaccination uh, protocols in New York City. I'm not sure right now what's going on in the state, rather, but... Uh, Curry Irving just get vaccinated already, for crying out loud, you know? So he and Durant, and you see what goes on with that team, but we don't really know. And obviously they have Ben Simmons now, how he's going to fit into the mold. I really don't know at this point. But uh, you have to think, though, that right now, uh, with James Harden and Joel Embiid playing together, that's a hell of a combination that can really go far in the playoffs. So 413 the number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. The Knicks are a disaster. The Knicks are a disaster. They really are. I mean, you gave Fournier $73 million for four years. Kemba Walker gone for the season. They don't have a point guard. They haven't had a point guard in 20 years. I mean, who the heck is Scott Perry? What did he ever do to be the general manager? Who is Leon Rose in World Wide West? Who are these guys? Basically, you know, James Dolan did the same damn thing that the Wilpons did and hired Brody Van Wagenen, an agent, to be their general manager. What, does, what do these guys know? How does Scott Perry keep in his job? It's just absolutely ridiculous. And, and, you, and you look at, you know, you talk about free agents. It's not about free agents. I mean, you know, they nobody wants to come to the Knicks at this point. Nobody wants to come and play for the New York Knicks. It's obvious. You know, it really is obvious. Now, Donovan Mitchell has mentioned some things, I know. But you look at the drafting. The drafting has stunk, absolutely stunk on the Knicks, okay? It's it's true. Instead of taking say a guy like Shea Kulkosz Alexander, they took Kevin Knox. They took Frank Melakino instead of Donovan Mitchell. All right, they should have taken Halliburton. They took Obi Toppin. So what is Scott Perry's plan? What is Leon Rose's plan? You signed a guy who doesn't play defense for seventy three million dollars for four years in Fournier, who's been completely inconsistent and doesn't play defense, which to me is ridiculous in the NBA. Because defense is about hard work. Just ask Bobby Knight how defense is played. Moving your feet, putting your hands up, rotating properly, rotating along the three-point line and and making it difficult for three-point shooting. No, not this team. Not this team last year that was a hard-working team. Giving up 135 points the other night. This was a hard-working team. This is Thibodeau's team from last year that worked their rear end off. Where's the defense this year? You know why? Because Julius Randolph has stunk. Julius Randolph went from being their captain, their leader, the guy on the court, saying, here, follow me, guys. I will lead the way. I will be the leader. And this guy has been anything but a leader this year. He's been a disaster. And nobody wants his contract. What are you going to do with Julius Randall? The only positive thing has been R.J. Barrett right now. Build a team around R.J. Barrett. Build a young team. Play, play the guys. Uh, play Grimes. And, and, you know, I noticed they've played a few different guys over the last couple of days. A little bit more uh, seeing of the young players. I know Quickly had a pretty good game the other night. I like to see the young guys. So, Tibbs, I give you a little credit for playing the young players because you're burning out the starters. And that's why the Knicks have blown so many games this year because he just plays the starters way too much. So, play the Quickleys of the world. Play the Obi Toppins of the world. Play the Grimes of the world. You know, play these guys. Play these young players. That's who I want to see, you know. That's the the, the players that I want to see, the young guys, you know. And, uh, you know, Deuce McBride, I don't know about Deuce McBride, you know. He was playing well in Westchester, now he's playing for the Knicks. I don't know what he's really about, so we'll see, you know. But the the Knicks fans love Deuce McBride, maybe because his name is Deuce McBride. I don't know. (laughs) 413-445-5943 here, talking NBA right here on WTBR Sports Talk, as we do every Tuesday morning. Robbie Zucker, as always. 1040 uh, right now on Tuesday morning. And like I said, you can give me a call and we'll talk about anything in the world of sports. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on in the playoffs. And the resurgence, like I said, of the Bulls has been tremendous. Even the Cavaliers resurgence has been tremendous. But here are the Knicks. Losers of 9 out of 10, 15 games below 500. The only good thing is they're going to be in the lottery again. They're going to be in the draft lottery. But the problem is they've been in the draft lottery forever and they still stink at drafting. And Scott Perry still has his job. So, Nick fans, give me a call. Tell me what you think about it. You know, what do you think the Knicks should do? Do you have any faith in this organization, the World Wide West? Do you have any, you know, faith in in, in Leon Rose that he's going to actually put together a team that's competitive? It's just ridiculous, though. It really is. Anyway, on a more <laughs> enjoyable thing for Boston fans, the Boston Bruins on a roll last night, 7-0. Jake DeBrusque. Where has this been? A hat trick for Jake DeBrus? Can you believe it, folks? All year long, Jake DeBrus. What a genius! What a genius Bruce is to, you know, to uh, to to change, you know, the lines to put Pasternak, you know, off that line and put Jake DeBrus on. So now DeBrus scores a hat trick last night, and uh, Bergeron had a goal, and last night and they beat the Kings seven. 0 a very resurgent Kings team. That uh, Todd McClellan did an absolutely fantastic job with a Kings team that still have, you know, the Drew Doughty's of the world and the Copertars of the world and the Browns of the world and the guys that, you know, won that Stanley Cup. Uh, But they've incorporated a lot of young players uh, into the system and uh, having a really, really nice year. But the Bruins take care of business. And Jeremy Swayman, this kid, boy, I'll tell you, you know, if you look for your number one goal, it's ridiculous that they signed Olmark to that stupid contract now that you look back at it. They wasted all this money to sign this guy. And now Jeremy Swayman, basically, let's face it, he's the number one goalie. He really is the number one goalie. Last night, a, a shutout, 34 saves. Outstanding job by, uh, by Jeremy Swayman. And, uh, you know, the Bruins right now, you know, winners of five in a row. It's the first streak they've had of five games this season. And you look at the playoff push and you wonder, what are they going to do? Maybe they could trade Jake Dabrusk now. I mean, he wanted to get out of there, right, for the longest time. Maybe they could actually trade him. But uh, with the hat trick last night, maybe they want to keep him. I'm not sure, but he seems to have found a little bit of chemistry playing on that line. And, uh, you know, the Bruins... Um, You know, they play good defense. Obviously, Swayman's an excellent goalie now. And, you know, they got a chance in the playoffs. I mean, they really do. And um, I would not be surprised if the Bruins do uh, something in the playoffs right now. And they've had a tremendous push uh, over the last uh, week or so, two weeks, winning uh, five games in a row. And right now we're on a roll with a young goalie who's given them confidence and they're getting contributions, uh, Hall with a goal last night and uh, some of the contributions from the young players as well. So, you know, it, it's, it's, become, uh, it's become really uh, uh, a much better team. But uh, Jake with a hat trick, though, and uh, uh, the young Halula had uh, uh, two goals last night. So uh, a season-high five-game winning streak, and uh, you never know. I mean, uh, they uh, have a chance, certainly, in the playoffs uh, with a very fine young goalie who is just getting better and better every game. As for the Rangers, well, I lost to Vancouver the other night, playing three games in four nights. Vancouver hadn't played since Thursday, played Sunday night. Uh, Alexander Georgiev getting the start for the Rangers in net. And uh, as soon as they said Alexander Georgiev was going to be in goal, I said, I don't know. You know, Vancouver's played outstanding. Ever since Bruce Spudrow took over the organization, uh, they've been 18-8 and and one of the hotter teams in the National Hockey League. So you can have talent, and coaching change sometimes does matter. And uh, Bruce Boudreau is taking over the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, they played outstanding. Although they lost to the Devils, I believe last night. It was three nothing when I fell asleep. So, but anyway, um, the the thing is that uh, with the Rangers, it's that you know Igor Shesterkin is the man, and when Georgia was playing. The other night, I'm like, man. So they got off to a bad start. They didn't play that badly. Uh, you know, their young their young goalie uh, Th- Thatcher Demko uh, for Vancouver was outstanding. Made 13 saves in the first period. Rangers got behind, came back with some couple of goals and made it interesting uh, with a few minutes left in the uh, third period. But uh, Rangers lose five to two to Vancouver, and now we'll face St. Louis on Thursday. And uh, St. Louis Blues, a good team, physical team, and the Rangers better get ready because. Uh, the next uh, 16 games, they got a lot of games within their division, a lot of games with big time opponents. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Rangers have really made of as far as their, uh, uh, will, their will their lack of depth uh, have an issue. Because right now, if you look at that team, I mean Zabadajad, he scores. Panarin, he scores. You know. Obviously, Cryer's having a great year. He's got 34 goals. But you look at the rest of the team. Strom has, like, 11 goals. Lafreniere just scored the other night. You know, the, the young uh, uh, player for, for the Rangers who was the number one pick. And he has 13 goals. But it's like, after that, you have a fourth line and a third line that don't give you anything. So, again, lack of scoring depth. That's always been a problem for the Bruins as well. It's been the same thing. It's been, you know, the Pasternox and then the... And, and, you know, and the uh, Bergeron's and the Marchants of the world that have done the majority of the scoring. You know, same thing with the Rangers. You know, it's been Zibanicad, it's been the Bread Man, it's been uh, you know uh, Chris Kreider this year is having an outstanding year. So that's the thing. I mean, lack of scoring depth. So where you go, I'm not sure. The Rangers I think should go all out. They have plenty of pieces. They have young players to trade. They have Krafsov who won't play for them. Was playing in the KHL in Russia now, and you know didn't want to come to training camp in Hartford. So now, you know he's. Uh, trade bait for the Rangers, and the Rangers have a lot of young players that they can use to move. Maybe – I don't know if they can fit them under the salary cap, but a guy like Patrick Kane would be fantastic from Chicago – um, JT Miller is another guy who played the other night for the Canucks. have an outstanding season, over 50 points this season. He would be a guy that would be a very good pickup for the Rangers uh, as far as fitting into salary cap and so forth. But uh, anyway, we could talk hockey, we talk basketball, talk about Major League Baseball. Give me a call right here, 413 445 5943. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll be back uh, with more WTBR Sports Talk. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons.
1: My dad gets upset
0: with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't. And whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. If the parent smokes, the kids thinks it's okay for them to smoke.
1: Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit.
0: Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking.
1: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org. start Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight, Saturday, at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast.
1: Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM.
0: Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of disabled individuals as they navigate the world around us. We wish to shed light on and open your eyes too a new perspective of people with disabilities. Listen to Wheeling the Pathways of Life every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on WTBR 89.7 FM with a live simulcast on Access Pittsfield, cable channel 1301. Mexicans, Bigfoot, Koreans, garbage pail kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. Back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on eighty-nine point seven FM WTBR. Robbie Zucker with you for another about ten minutes talking sports with you right here as always on a Tuesday morning. And uh, we were joined by WPAT's Ralph Romeo, who joins us every week for his daily Tuesday spot. And uh, anybody else who wants to give us a call, four four five five nine four three four one three four four five five nine four three. Well, here's my here's my take on the Major League Baseball Association and the Major League Players Association. <laughs> the MLB and the owners, and all the other garbage that's going on. You know, I just don't get it anymore. I mean, do the two sides understand what's at stake here? Do they understand that Major League Baseball's got issues already with people actually watching the games? Do they have an idea that young people don't watch baseball very much, that they're more focused on basketball, that they're more focused on uh, sports like the NFL and soccer and other sports? Major League Baseball has to do something, not only to gain its audience back, okay, to get young people to watch the game, but to sell the stars of the game. It's just ridiculous. And they need to change the game because there is no motion to the game anymore. You got 40 million guys striking out. You know, you got guys shifting where the ball just goes right to somebody. It's boring as hell. Isn't it fun to watch a guy make a play in the field? Isn't it fun to watch a guy dive and make a play at the hot corner or at first base or at second base or at shortstop in the hole? Wasn't it more fun to see Derek Jeter do a jump throw than see the ball go directly to him? Right? Isn't it better to see Ozzie Smith make a spectacular play at short? Right? Right? And then do a somersault or do a you know a handspring? I mean, you know, it's just boring as can be. And that's what Major League Baseball has basically become completely and utterly boring. So, you know, I, my question for you is how do you change Major League Baseball? How do you bring it back? What do you do? You know, how do you how do you make how do you make the sport well, you know, well again? What do you bring what do you do to bring it back, you know? And that's that's my question to people out there. So give me a call. 413-445-5943. Uh, we were talking about the resurgence of the Bruins a little bit, and then we were talking about Uh, The Celtics lost the other night, and the Rangers uh, lose in. Also, the Knicks disaster, which has been absolutely ridiculous and obviously the resurgence now of the 76ers with James Harden and Joel Embiid playing together, and Tyrese Maxey is a terrific young player playing for them, and I don't know if they have the depth to go all the way, they certainly have the two of the best players in the NBA in that combination of, you know, guard play and center play, now Embiid doesn't have to sit there and chuck shots from the perimeter, he can, you know, go directly to the basket and, uh, you know, Harden is as good as anybody at breaking it down and then, you know, passing, uh, he's passing more now, obviously, <laughs> not dribbling as much so uh, James Harden changing his game, but You know, you know my feelings on James Harden. I think he's a brat. I think he's spoiled. I think he plays when he's motivated. He takes time off when he wants to. So, you know, the typical player, you know, in the NBA today, that is is miserably unhappy, making sixty. He'll make sixty million dollars next year. Boy, I would be really unhappy if I made sixty dollars, wouldn't you? 413-445-5943 413-445-5943 please give me a call right here on WTBR Sports Talk so I'm lonely <laughs> anyway you're listening to WTBR 89.7 FM in Pittsfield Pittsfield Community Radio we're here every Tuesday bringing you the best in sports talk and also tremendous programming right here uh, at WTBR stop down at the station or you can go on the great website and donate to the station it's all listener supported and uh, got a lot of shows like I said Beatles forever at 4 o'clock uh, it's a great show, and I'm, I'm usually home, uh, checking it out and so forth. And it not only covers the Beatles, but obviously covers covers the, of Beatles songs, covers, uh, George Harrison, John, you know, John Lennon, uh, Ringo, and Paul McCartney's solo material as well. So, and lots of live cuts. And so, tune into that at four o'clock this afternoon, and uh, you'll be glad you did. That's a fun show, and I usually tune into that, and then, uh, On Thursdays, I usually tune in in the afternoon to uh, my buddy Mike Pezzo's uh, show, Mike's Amazing Music, which is just a cornucopia of all kinds of different stuff, so check that out. And uh, Saturday nights, I check out uh, Phil Tierney's show, Berkshire Jazz, which has great classic jazz. I used to do a jazz program many years ago and really enjoyed it, so um, it's a lot of fun. It was funny. I was a caller to uh, WFN uh, this weekend, and one of the new hosts, Keith McPherson, was talking about block programming and how he used to do a combination of things. And I said, well, you know, I said I used to do that. I used to do actually a jazz program, and I would incorporate sports in it. So you know, one minute you're listening to Miles Davis, and the next minute you're talking about baseball or basketball or hockey or or the NFL, and uh, it was kind of a fun little mix of, of stuff. So it was you know good for the sports listener and good for the music uh, the music guy as well who wanted to uh, tune into a little bit of jazz. So But anyway, um, as far as the Major League Baseball Association goes, we'll have to check on it because I don't have a live feed right now, and I I don't know exactly what's going on. But uh, let's get things done today. Let's get it done already, guys. All right, we have 11 o'clock start in the negotiations, so about five minutes. And like I said, they were negotiating last night till 2 a.m., probably 3 a.m. in the morning. And so they're trying to get a deal done. Uh, Rob Manfred, who I'm not a big fan of, but he's been going back and forth trying to get something done. You can't do this to the fans. You can't do this to Major League Baseball anymore. It's a shame. What are you going to do when you're sitting home in April and and the Major League owners like, well, we don't lose that much money in April here they are crying poverty last year, House Steinbrenner, crying poverty, saying, oh, we didn't go out and sign this guy and this guy and that guy because I lost all this money during the pandemic. We know you lost money during the pandemic, but you still get 75% of your revenue through television. So teams that were playing with empty stadiums were still making money. Like I said, Major League Baseball last year made $10 billion. The Atlanta Braves, a small market team, $100 million gross last year. So when you know when the owners cry poverty, it's just absolutely ludicrous to me. It's ridiculous. Tell me what you think. Give me a call, 413-445-5943. About four minutes left right here on WTBR Sports Talk, as we are here every Tuesday. Robbie Soaker, keeping you company. I'm hoping next week to hopefully have some of my producer friends down from WFAN, possibly Eddie Arzuma, who's a great guy, or Pat Boyle, who's actually doing shows now for both CBS Radio and for the WFAN outstanding broadcaster and producer. So hopefully, if I... Played my cars right. My emails went through. Uh, hopefully I'll have them on uh, my show in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, looking at the local teams, I'm excited. I'm really excited about, you know, the Rangers and the Bruins being in the playoffs and uh, obviously disappointed about the Knicks. But it's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun. And I think that... uh you know, the Bruins, like I said, Jeremy Swayman, they really found something with this kid. And like I said, they, you know, what, what were they f- afraid of, you know, to, 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 that they had to give Allmark, like what, $4 million, I think, a year? I was signing for four years, and, and they, I think they wasted about $5 million on that deal. So they should have gone all along with Swayman, and uh, he's been outstanding, like I said, for the Bruins. And they're, they're playing really well right now, 7 nothing against a very resurgent Kings team uh, that have had a terrific year. And, uh, you know, everybody thought they were in a rebuild and actually are in a rebuild, but they've uh, been outstanding. So 413-445-5943, a couple minutes to go on our show. And um, basically, you know, my take, again, like I said, for Major League Baseball, just get it done. Get it done. You wasted. Look what they did. They they wasted like, this is the 90th day. You know, where was this in December when they were sitting down? They took all that time to sit down and do nothing until now in in the last minutes. So today is the deadline, folks. If we don't want to lose games, if we don't want to have a month off of Major League Baseball games, then we need to get something done today, Major League Baseball Players Association and owners, okay? Enough is enough. And then we need to change the game by changing the rules. We need to get rid of the shift. We need to get, you know, a speed the game by bringing in the clock. It's working in the minor leagues. It'll work for you, <laughs> you know? It's working in the minor leagues. What makes baseball players and a major league baseball owner so stubborn that they can't adapt to these things? I have no idea, but we'll find out soon. Like I said, arbitration talks continue and continue this afternoon till 5 o'clock is a deadline. And we'll see what happens. Anyway, thanks to Ralph Romeo for checking in in his usual spot. We'll see you next Tuesday. This is Robbie Zucchus signing off for another edition. WTBR Sports Talk right here in Pittsfield. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, stay safe and go get vaccinated, okay? All right, thanks a lot. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next Tuesday. God bless. Be well.